I don't know whether you heard it in the song. No power of hell, no schemes of man will be able to snatch me from the hands of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah! You know, I just want you to be a believer. I just want you to believe God. No power on hell, no schemes of man will be able to do any harm to you because of the one in whom you have believed. Amen. Let's turn our scriptures to John chapter 5. and verse number 31, I will do a quick reading. We pray and we hear a few things from the Lord. For I bear witness of, if, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Jesus is speaking. There is another who bears witness of me. And I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. You have sent to John. And he has borne witness to the truth. Yet I do not receive testimony from man. But I say these things that you may be saved. He was the burning and the shining lamp. And you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. But I have a greater witness than John's. For the works which my father has given me to finish, the very works that I do, they bear witness of me that the father has sent me. The Father Himself sent me. The Father Himself who sent me has testified of me. He has witnessed. He has neither head. Sorry, you have neither heard His voice at any time nor seen uh, seen His form. But you do not have His word abiding in you, because whom He sent, Him you do not believe. You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive honor from men, but I know you that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me, but... If anyone comes in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? 15, F, sorry, 45. I do not think that I shall, sorry, do not think that I, I shall accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, in whom you trust. For if you believe Moses, you would believe me. For he wrote about me. Verse 47. But if you do not believe his writings, you will believe. How would you believe my words? Amen. I want to share briefly the fourfold authentic witness of Christ. The fourfold Four authentic authorities that bears witness that Jesus 
is indeed God or came from God. The fourfold authentic witness of Christ. It's very important we note these things because it will help us never to become religious. But it will help us to walk in the power of grace and the love of God. Hallelujah. And you'll see that many are still not having the scales removed over their eyes. Reason is because religion, you know, religion is a spirit. And when it dawns on you, you are not very careful. You will be plowing through the rhythms of life by claiming of your allegiance to church or allegiance to a man of God or allegiance to something else. And will not have the power of God prevailing over your life. But God has made four important things very clear to everyone who believes. And if you get that understanding, you will be doing very well. The first on the list is found in the scripture that we read. is the witness of John. You know... Let me just say before I talk about it, on the earth, John bore witness to the fact that Jesus is of God. We will see it shortly. And then God sent people who were dead and had gone to heaven to come down and to be with Jesus on the certain mountain. And God, speaking from heaven, made it very clear that indeed Jesus was a son in whom we needed to pay attention to. And then the third one is also the works that Jesus came to do. They themselves testify of the fact that indeed, I mean, those things could not be done by anybody. (laughs) It had to be done by himself to prove that indeed he was God and he was also from above. Hallelujah. And then finally, the Holy Scriptures testify. That indeed, or bear witness, that indeed, Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. And so we're going to look at this fourfold authentic witnesses in a short moment of time. And as we hear the word of God, all I want you to do is to connect your, way, your heart to the word of God and allow God to do his great work in you. And so the first witness is John the Baptist. And so the same scripture that was read, we will read from verse number 31 to 4 here. He said, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. We know that for anything to be established that as the truth, there has to be witnesses. Even in this life, if you were to be taken to court, there had to be a witness to show that what you are saying is the truth. And so on the earth here, There was a man that was sent by God. And so, you see, for if I bear witness of myself, Jesus himself admitted that if I'm the only one who is claiming to be who who, who I am, my witness will not be true. My witness will not be true at all. For if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Verse number 32, the Bible says, There is another, another who bears witness of me. And I know that the witness which he witnesses is true. He witnesses the fact that I'm here. You have sent to John and he borne witness to the truth. We will come to that shortly. 
Yet you do not receive testi- uh, yet I do not receive testimony from man, but I say these things that you may be saved. And then 35 says, He was the burning and the shining lamp, and you were willing for a time to rejoice in this light. Now, let me tell you. This John man came into the world for only one assignment. He was born by an aged parents, Zacharias and Elizabeth. And they had passed the stage of childbearing. It's now that some of us are understanding some things that God, not fully though, God does. He was born by people who were they, they were so old that if they were to the wife were to conceive, you wouldn't believe it. The reason I believe it happened that way is that God wanted to prove a point. Hallelujah. That this has nothing to do with man. It had to do with God. And so as we know that Zechariah was serving in the temple, behind the curtains with his incense, going up and down, the angel appeared to him and said, Your wife Elizabeth shall conceive and he shall bear a son, That man will be a great man. You know that this man was born. And this man, he will preach. And I tell you, soldiers, policemen, market women, people will come and surrender to this man. His words were so powerful. In as much as he didn't do any miracle, you could not stand the word that this man will preach. You yourself will see you are a sinner. And you will run and surrender. And so he is the man that came to bear witness of Jesus Christ. And the reason why this man was born to these parents was the fact that it was not ordinary birth. It was a birth to signify that God was about to do something in the earth. A woman who had no husband was going to conceive, which is impossible for it to happen. John bore that witness. So in John chapter 1, verse number 7 to 9, the Bible says, This man came for a witness without a big hallelujah. The reason why John the Baptist came into the world was only for one reason. And that is to bear witness to the fact that there is going to be born a Savior. Who will save people from their sins? His name shall be called Jesus. That's why the Bible says that this man came for a witness. And you know, when I read that portion, then immediately I knew that every one of us had been born for a witness for Christ. Amen. Listen to me carefully. There is a reason why you are a Christian today. And I want you to understand that if you will continue... To believe in the Son of God and to seek His face and ask Him to show you the reason for which you are born, it shall be revealed to you. Amen. And narrowing it down, I can tell you that you will move to the level that everything that you will do in life will show that indeed it is God at work in you. And I love what Pastor Bimpon said a few minutes ago when he talked about 
the goodness that the Lord had done for our dear brother, General Obed, you'll see that and he, he, he said that all of this that this man could do, which is standing as a testimony, is coming from one man, Jesus. Hallelujah. And so I just want you to know that, dear brother, there is a reason for you to believe. And that reason must exalt Jesus in your life. It means that wherever you are, if you will rise to the occasion that indeed Jesus is the Son of God at work in you, I want you to know that nothing will press you down. The glory of God will be seen. And you know, we have vivid testimonies that I want you to connect your heart to. That if you will allow Jesus to rule in your life, wherever you find yourself, He will be glorified. This man came for a witness. You are here today. You have accepted Jesus. You are for a witness for Jesus Christ. You won't say amen? I hope you are not losing off. You are for a witness. This man came for a witness for Jesus. To bear witness of the light. That all through him might believe. Listen to me carefully. All through him. Not some people. It simply means that. A woman, a man born by a woman or a woman born by a woman. May I inform you this morning, if you have never encountered Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord and having made room for Him, you live in darkness. To bear witness of the light that all through Him, all through Him, all through Him might believe you will be translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of His dear Son, which is full of light, which you have become. So you become a light. And that's what John was standing for. In the next verse, verse 8, the Bible says that he was not a light. John knew his position. I know my position. I am not a light, but I bless the Lord that I'm now I am the light because of the light of God in me. And it is important that you know that you are the light of the world, not because it is you, but it is because of Jesus who lives in you. If you will get that revelation and allow it to establish in your heart, let me tell you, no power, the brethren sang, no power of hell, nor the schemes of men will be able to bring you down. Hallelujah. Because you have the light of Christ. He was not a light. I admit, now if I'm ever boasting that I walk in the light of God and I'm the light of, I am the light, it is because it's Christ who is the light in me. And I pray that it should not be too hard for you to accept this fact. When you accept it, you walk victoriously. To bear witness of the light. Verse number 9. That was the true light. Shout, that was the true light. I don't think I heard you right. That was the true light. Which gives light to every man coming into the world. Now it tells you that no matter who you are, if you don't go through this channel of light, you are darkness already. Yesterday, on the Christian channel, I heard somebody was uh, advertising a book that he has read. And, 
and a very encouraging book and, you know, those motivational stuff. And I thought the topic was interesting. And so I was going to buy something for my household. And on the way, um, I had this Christian uh, station I was listening to. They were talking about this and talking about that. And I just wanted to hear what was inside. And then the author of the book started talking. And then the one thing that immediately almost struck my neck and, and, and finished me was the fact that, you see, once you can have confidence in yourself, whether you belong to a, a, a Christianity or you belong to this other region, it shall be well. Immediately I said, you goofed. I will not be interested in your book. Because you see, there is only one way by which a man can receive light. And that way is Jesus Christ. And he claimed it. Amen. Let me quickly show you something in John chapter 14, verse number, number 6 and 7. I love Jesus. I, let me tell you. The Bible says, Jesus said to him, very authentic. Jesus said to him, I am the way. Abba, who can claim that? I am the truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Praise the Lord. I don't think that anybody can stand. There is no religion under the sun that can, can claim that can say, we are the way, follow us. And so for me, may I say to you, church, make no apology for anybody that you believe in the Son of God because He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man will ever enter heaven because He belongs to a certain group of people. And then we call ourselves, really, we, we, are, we all have the same religion. Except that somebody are approaching it from the right, somebody are approaching it from the left. I don't believe in that doctrine. There is only one way, there is only one truth, there is only one life, and it comes by the man, Jesus Christ. And don't make no apologies. Praise the Lord. Did you hear me, brethren? Sometimes you can find yourself in a position where, okay, under the guise of let's have peace. Of course, you know, Christian people, we don't fight. Let's have peace. So let's allow everybody to have his religion. Tell me a man who stood and said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And I will prove to you that there is only one man and his name is... I didn't hear you at all. His name is Jesus. Is the only one. And John came to stand for that. Ha! I, you know, I am begging God that you and I will never settle in the spirit of religion. In the spirit of religion, you become knowledgeable about many things but not established in the authenticity of the word you gain knowledge about things but you do not if god doesn't show you that listen you have done many things two days ago two days ago i flipped on something on my ipad and i saw this man from iran who was a muslim 
And then very educated man, he had the opportunity of going to Los Angeles to study electrical engineer. And then he is now a pastor. And he was testifying that, you know, I'm a very curious person. I just want to know a lot of things. And so I have been made to read Koran. And I found myself now only in the land that, you know, you have to read a lot of things. And so I decided to read my Koran. I read it from the beginning to the end. And I realized that, hmm... I am just, in fact, he said, there was something that I didn't get correct. And said, okay, these people, they talk about Bible. And so I began reading the Bible. You see, let me tell you something. The man began reading the Bible all by himself. And he was arrested by Jesus only in reading the Bible. Hallelujah! He was arrested. And he said, ha! There is salvation. Nobody, nobody was there, nothing. The man surrendered to Jesus. And now, God is using the man to, to weep and to, and, to, and to harvest souls from Iran. Because he cannot go there to do a crusade. But he has a channel that is going there. And he, they showed it as he preaches on the, on, the, on, the, on the media and the television without anybody. Iranians are surrendering unto Jesus. Who else can do this? Only the name Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so you are privileged to be believing. I don't want your belief to be a church-going person. Let it be very authentic that indeed the witness that John bore, you too you believe. And you will see the results of it. The next one that I want to show to you quickly is the witness of the Father. God himself. He, he, something that God never was not doing in the history of, 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 of creation. It got to a point he had to do it. Let's quickly in the same chapter where we read from in John chapter 5. We, we just want to narrow it down. Verse 37 and 38. Listen to that, what it says. Verse 37 is that, And the Father himself who sent me has testified of me. You have neither heard his voice at any point uh, or at any time nor seen his form. Verse 39. Uh, 37 and yes. You see, now, the father himself testified. Now, the people of Israel knew that Moses was a prophet of God. And in fact, in the days of Jesus Christ, they would argue to say, listen, this man Jesus, we don't know where he's coming from, but we know that as for Moses, he was a man from God. He gave us the Ten Commandments. So we don't know about this, your Jesus, who is going about healing and all of this. We still are Moses' disciples. They fought the disciples of Jesus and fought Jesus himself in those days. But let me tell you something. God now had to come into the picture to prove to anybody that whoever has believed in the name of the Son of God has believed the right way. Hallelujah. And so one day the Bible says that Jesus was with his disciples. And wanting for them to understand, he called the three leaders. That is uh, Peter, John, and James. And said, guys, I just want you to come along with me. And then they came to a mountain where it was Jesus and them making fall. And these people who were dead and gone, that is, that is Moses, uh, Elijah, and, and, and um, Moses, 
Elijah. Now, turn with me. Let me quickly get the second name. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 17, verse 5 and 7. Alright, maybe we will start it from verse 1 quickly and then let me, let me just correct. Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James and John, his brother, led them onto the mount, on the high mountain by themselves. Verse 2, he was transfigured. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as snow. And behold, that's what I wanted. And behold, Moses and Elijah. Praise the Lord. Two of them, hallelujah, appeared to them talking with him. Now, why that witness? Now, when these people came down, I can imagine these three top gurus, the disciples who were with Jesus, all of a sudden they see these great giants that we read about. We see them. We see them. They are talking with Jesus. Then Peter begins to talk. And Peter says that, Lord, let's go to the next verse quickly. When the disciples had it, no, 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 no. you jumped, eh? You were in three? Yes. Well, yes, that's right. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright, a, a, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hallelujah. And you see, God wanted to establish that, Folks, this Jesus that you have is not an ordinary man. He is the son of God and he is God. Now, unfortunately, Peter had decided that While Elijah and Moses were talking with Jesus, he in his mind thought, ah, ooh, so Jesus is great like Moses. He's great like Elijah. What I'm going to do is that let me quickly just do three tabernacles for them. You see, the verse number four, the Bible says that, then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you wish let me make here three tabernacles. One for you, uh, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. You know, for Elijah, he taught that you know something. Uh, for Peter, he taught, you know, Jesus is like one of them. As soon as he did that, God intervened. Praise the Lord. Why did God do that? God saw that the mind of this gentleman was going where it wasn't supposed to go. And so, the second witness is God himself. And then, while Peter was in the midst of trying to say, let me build, let's ask the, th- the, the three of us, myself, James and John, we will quickly try and get some of these trees and try to make a, a beautiful tabernacle, one for you, one for him, So any of them that we want to go to, we will just go and be with them. As soon as he started talking, God quickly came in and said, Where is this man going? Shut your mouth. Well, that's why the Bible says that while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. 
And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear he him. There is nobody else that stands in the same office with Jesus Christ. So stop everything and listen to him. As soon as he said that, the two of them left. You know, when I was meditating on that scripture, I said that if Peter had kept his mouth shut, I believe that there would have been a lot more that would have happened. They would have probably begun talking to them that, do you know this man? He is God, oh. He is coming from where we are now. And in fact, all the angels are bowing before him. He is a great God. You really have to. But Peter, Peter just ran his mouth so quickly. And God Almighty came in. And God now had to bear the witness himself to say, My friends, my children, I just want you to know that there is only one man. His name is Jesus. Whatever he tells you, do it. Praise the Lord. That's the witness of the Father himself. God Almighty. At any point in time had he spoken. But this particular time he wanted to establish that. You know why I'm talking like this is that brother. Hallelujah. You are not miserable. You are not a weakling. You are not a person as if you don't have a hope. There is a place for you. You know we just read from John 14, 6 and 7. No man can come to the Father except through me. Who can make such a statement? And so if you belong to Jesus, my advice and my admonition to you this morning is this. You have chosen the right path. Plead with God that you may understand in whom you have believed. There is so much power. I can say many things I see God doing. I can testify of many things. Of late some tremendous things that the Lord has been doing. Things that bother people. That they don't even share with anybody. And yet they are in a torment because the enemy takes advantage. And sometimes some people say to themselves, I cannot... Continue to live like this. Where is the power to deliver me? And I've seen situations where people come and they begin to talk about some experiences in life. And you see clearly that this is demonic. This is, this is from the pit of hell. And they begin to talk and honestly, sometimes as they are talking, I say, Lord, this matter. You know that in my heart, I will say something like that as I'm listening. Lord, this one, I I don't know how you're going to do it, but this one you can see clearly that if you don't do anything about it, I don't know how. I say those things in my heart and my, my narism is that as I begin to talk, I will just, if I'm sitting here and the person is sitting here because of the arrangement in my room, there's another seat here, I will just point a seat and say, Maybe you don't see with your eye. Jesus is sitting here and he heard everything that you said. And I want you to know that he is nodding and telling you that you will never go back and still go and have those experiences. I have found myself saying it several times to people and I will pray with them. It's a certain procedure of prayer. 
I will pray with them, and then we will say amen. They will leave, and they will come back, and they have never experienced that thing that they experienced for 30 years, for 20 years, for 15 years. It will be vanished. Why? Because Jesus is the truth. Why? Because he is he's the only way to deliverance. I've seen it over and over again. Certain sister experienced this power of God after she has been subjected to the hand of the enemy so terribly. So terribly. That she came and I said, he is sitting here. He loves you. He will do something about it. We prayed and the Lord did it. You know something? She went and called another family member. And said, hmm, when I went, I told this my family member that this is what I've gone through. And my, that family member said, ha, ah, me too, I've been going through that for years. The person came and she too was delivered. Jesus is real. I'm not talking about something I don't know. And so if the father bore witness that this is my only begotten son, my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased, it will be good to believe him and never doubt him. He's real. And I thank God for giving me the testimony to increase my faith in the fact that Whatever he tells you to do, if you do, you will see his hand. Let me quickly take you to the third witness. The third witness is found in the same John where we read, only in the verse number 5, John 5.36. 5.36. Would you be so kind, please? Every one of you, read the scripture for me. One verse. One, two. Honestly, I didn't hear anything. I only heard. Rah, rah, rah. Can we do it together? One, two. But I have a greater witness than John's. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. Shout a big hallelujah. I want you to know that, you see, something that nobody can dispute about. Is the things that Jesus do. Praise the Lord. I didn't hear you respond. Something that nobody can dispute. About. Is the things that Jesus do. If I were to tell you some of the things that I encounter here people say. I have encountered a sister who told me plain and straight and said. I saw an image. It's not one. And this is what it was doing to me. And I was so broken. She said, I can't share it with anybody. Not even with my own husband. And then I said, he's sitting here, he heard it. He doesn't like that for you too. He doesn't want it to happen. Today, you will go here, out of here, you will return and you will never see that image again. 
And she says, okay. We prayed. We talked to Jesus. And Jesus said, Ina. And that was the matter. And you don't know if you have been suffering for over 30 years, you would appreciate that. And the Lord did it. And so when I see this, my works, my works, my friends, brethren, may I tell you that what Jesus has done for me and many people, we cannot keep our mouth shut. Indeed, he, his works proves who he is. You better believe him. And it will work out. And so, in John chapter 10 verse 25, the Bible says he answered them, I told you, you did not believe me. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. Praise the Lord. The works that I do, if you don't want to believe me, there is no problem. But can you disprove what I do? You remember that when the apostles used the name of Jesus for the crippled man who has been sitting at the gate of beautiful, and the people were not so happy about what Jesus had, uh, what the Lord had done in the name as the brethren mentioned, when the, the people who wanted to prosecute them went into the Akokos and began to discuss, I love something that they said. Every man has gone after him. But you see, the truth is also that his works is evident. There is nothing we can do about what he has, his name has done. Hallelujah! It makes me rejoice. There is nothing we can do against what his name has done. A child of God, you are sitting here at this particular time. You are privileged to be believing. And I want you to know that you have not made a mistake. And neither downplay it and allow your mind to be clouded by religion. Sometimes when we ask you to come to church, don't boast that I belong to this church. That's not it. But boast on the fact that you know him. Boast on the fact that he lives in me. Boast on the fact that I have become the light of the world because he made me so. Praise the Lord. And quickly, the last point before we come to the communion. The scriptures is the last point. In the same main scripture that we read that Jesus was establishing these four things. In the verse 39 and 40, in John chapter, very good. You see, the Bible said, Jesus said, search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. For in them you think that you have eternal life. And it is these that, it is these, sorry, and these are they testify of me. Listen. The scripture from Genesis to the book of Revelation was written because of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
Every aspect of the scripture points out to Jesus. Now I will tell you. It is only when you begin to receive revelation from the Son of God. That's when you will begin to see that everything written in the scripture relates to Jesus. I was reading an Old Testament scripture. And then all of a sudden I saw that ah, this was about Jesus. And there was nothing in it that was so... I jumped out in my room and I started dancing. And that was when I believed that everything else that is written in this wonderful book of God, Genesis to Revelation, points out that Jesus is Lord. Amen. And so, those of us who make time for the Scriptures, may I say to you, be so committed to the Scripture. Never give up because the scripture will, will begin to bring you illumination. Will begin to bring you light. You see, and the scripture in your corner as you study will bring you such power, will bring you such encouragement, will bring you such faith that you will begin to walk and you will see the glory of God. That is why this book of the law should never depart from your mouth. You shall meditate upon it every day and night because it testifies about Jesus. In, 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 in Luke chapter 24 verse 27, to come to a close, listen to this. The Bible says that you know what happened when Jesus died? That the people, uh, his disciples were so discouraged. And they were just wondering what had happened to them. And then when Jesus resurrected and saw two of them going to the village of Emmaus, I love this very much. Jesus jumps into the matter and he begins to talk to them about how discouraged they were and why should it be so. And then the Bible says that Jesus himself beginning at Moses and all, not one, and all the prophets, and all the prophets, he expanded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And so, child of God, when you make time for the scriptures, you are being drawn into such a walk with God. You are being drawn with, into something that will blow your own mind. Your whole, your whole life will begin to walk or experience miracles that will surprise you. Let me tell you something. All running away to people for them to tell you something is not the solution. The solution lies in the scriptures. Because the scriptures testify about Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Hallelujah. I love this. You know, I am growing in Christ because of the scriptures. Many are growing in Christ because of time for the scriptures. You know something? Please don't be deprived. Don't allow something to steal from you. Devil can let you sleep when you won't open the scripture. But let me tell you, when you read the scripture, I said it a couple of weeks ago, when I went home, it was as if the Holy Ghost said, you heard it right and said it. You see, when you read the scriptures, you are about hearing the voice of God. When you get deep into the scripture and the Spirit of God speaks, you would hear. So the scriptures, they testify about Jesus. John testified about Jesus. The Father testified about Jesus. 
the scriptures testified about Jesus. The works that Jesus did itself, they testified about Jesus. These fourfold authentic witnesses should never depart from you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, as we come to your table today, Lord, many people still have not encountered this. But you are gracious. We have just heard about the fourfold witnesses. You are the one who told us, Jesus, that we should do this in remembrance of you. As we come to partake in this, I pray heavily, Father, that you be so gracious to us that the spiritual understanding and eye will be opened in the name of Jesus. And that we also will carry your witness in us to many others who need it. Let each one of us who, are, who is coming to this table experience this power of grace that will transmit and transform an individual that will come their way. For indeed, you are the Son of God. Indeed, you are the Lord. I pray over this that our richness will be established in the fact that it is you at work in us. In Jesus' name, we have prayed and everyone said, God bless